swear to God that nigga dead. Heard he was talking to feds. Heard that boy was a rat. Heard that nigga was scared. What's good, y'all? And welcome to another episode of the Dirty South Podcast. It's your host, Headhunter Nick, joined with Wick Santana once again. Yes, sir. Hey, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Just finished up. It was it was a hell of a game. Uh, definitely would say that. Hell of a game. Great game. I, enjoy, I enjoyed watching it. Both of our predictions were wrong. It's fuck. Um, yeah, that one... That was a little tough because I was, you know, if you watched it, you know. <laughs> so it was a little tough just because the Eagles had a lead and yes, they ended up choking in the second half. Chiefs ended up winning the game 30 to 35. 10 point comeback and capped off with a Harrison Bucker game winning field goal as time expired. Um, tough. Yeah, yeah. Um, glad I, I'm glad I don't live in a state where sportsbook betting is legal. Cause I would have, I would have put a good bit of money on the Eagles, and they would have sold me clean out. Oh man, <laughs> like they would have sold me pretty bad. Um, but yeah, what was your, what was your initial reaction to the game? Like, go ahead and run down. Yeah. In the first, hang on, the first quarter, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be a shootout." And I mean, it did end up being a shootout, but like that shit was insane. Like at, at first, I thought the the Eagles ran off, and I was like, "Okay, my prediction is right." But I was like, "I cannot count on Mahomes." Now that Mahomes injury had me kind of like, "Damn, this game might be over with." But then they, you know, they gave him, they shot him with something that could kill a bull. So. <laughs> He went back out there and played a hell of a game, man. And it was a, it lived up to the hype up until the ending. Yeah. Um, well, for this episode, I'm not gonna go down my list of conspiracy theories, and but if I do do it this episode, I'll say them at the end. But for right now, I'm gonna report it as I'm gonna actually analyze the game as it was played. Um. Yeah, definitely. I had, like I said in the beginning, had the Eagles, and they took off on a run. Just starting off the game, they they looked clean on both sides, both sides of the ball, yeah, yeah. offensively, defensively. Um, they looked hard to stop. Jalen Hurts was, he was looking good. He was make. Uh, there were some plays I would say he could have made better reads in the first half, but overall, he looked very solid. Running. The deep ball was bullshit, though. The one with A.J. Brown? Yeah. Kind of was. It was, but that was just that was an excellent play, though. Uh, A.J. Brown adjusting to the ball. That's why he's that's why he's known as a pretty good receiver in the NFL right now. He's not top five to you? A.J. Brown? Yeah. Um I don't know. I haven't given that one much thought. Uh, top five in the NFL right now. I'd say for this season, I could throw him in there. Like if it was a, 
you know, top five receivers from this season. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think I could confidently put him in the top five. Um, I don't think I could put him like any higher than five if I did make a make a top five list because I can think of receivers who are better, uh, whether it's like career wise or just this season. But yeah, AJ Brown's look really good this season. I feel like he got himself into a system where he can really break out and. Yeah, yeah, they used because the Titans they were a run first anyway. So having AJ Brown was dumb as fuck. We should have got AJ Brown, bro. Like that's on the Patriots missed out on DK and fucking um and uh, AJ Brown and Lamar Jackson. Like that, for that's Nikhil crazy Harry. for Nikhil, for Nikhil Harry. Fucking Harry, bro. I'm yeah. I break down, bro. I feel like AJ Brown. I know I know the Falcons weren't gonna do what it took to get him, especially like with the draft picks and stuff, but I feel like he would have been a solid replacement for Julio uh once we shipped him out. Obviously he wasn't gonna, you know, he's not Julio, so he's not, you know, he wasn't gonna be like a savior of any kind, but he was definitely uh definitely would have been good enough for the train wreck these past couple seasons have been. Yeah. Uh, offensively. But, yeah, A.J. Brown looked – he looked very good in the game, too. Uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, him and De- him and Devontae Smith were – like, you could see they were on the same page. They – that Bama connection was really kicking in right then and there. Um, It was – they – yeah, it was – they looked really impressive to start the game off. And then second half, they – you know – Went into the half with a ten point lead in the second half. They not gonna say they sputtered offensively, but you know the defense, the Chiefs defense, the Chiefs defense, in. yeah, yeah, and that shit. Like I didn't know those guys were that fucking good. Like with as many rookies as they have, yeah, that's a damn good defense. They they turned it up of uh, in that Super Bowl. That was probably one of the best defensive performances I've seen the Kansas City Chiefs have especially in a big time – like, yeah, you look at the points and the points the Eagles scored, and you're like, well, how can you say that? Well, if you look at, look at the magnitude of the game and who they were playing, they were playing who, me personally, I'd say was the best offense in the NFL. Yeah, but but we we start, started to see how one-sided that offense was. Yeah, they got really um, – I think my thing is my biggest problems with the way the Eagles played that game, especially in the second half. So, well, better yet, I'll just go over the entire game. My biggest issues were, yeah, they ran the ball okay, but it was just Jalen Hurts running the ball. You got three running backs in the stable, and Kenneth Gainwell had the best game out of all of them. You got yeah, Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, and Kenneth Gainwell, you have three running backs, and they were, besides Gainwell, Jalen Hurts, they were nowhere to be seen. Like, Jalen, it was basically like running some RPO, triple option kind of thing, you know, and Hurts just took over. And 
you know, nothing wrong with having a running quarterback, but you sign running backs for a reason. And for <laughs> them not to be active at all, especially with the best offensive line in probably last decade. Yeah, that, that, that's a big problem when in the biggest game, guys in the stable can't get going. And then, yeah, then the biggest thing that sold the Eagles. The Eagles had 70 sacks this year. 70. Didn't even get a single one. They had 70 sacks this year. Four guys had 10 or more. And then I think I believe um, Hassan Reddick had seven. You have four guys on that defense with 10 sacks or more. People don't know how fucking crazy that is. Getting 10 sacks in the season is a hell of a stat. And you got four guys who did it easily, too. Like, they were fucking shit up all. And that was why I picked the Eagles to begin with. Because I knew Patrick Mahomes, especially especially after Mahomes re-injured his ankle, y'all still couldn't get to him. That's, that's that's bad. That's piss poor. When you're known for a pass rush and you generate no pass rush, that's made the, that's what made the '85 Bears so great. They were known for their blitzing. They were known for their pass rush, the greatest pass rush of all time. And guess what? They won a Super Bowl by thirty plus points because they fucking rushed the quarterback in the in the Super Bowl game. And. For them not to get a single hand on Patrick Mahomes, they get it. Patrick Mahomes is a great quarterback, knows how to get himself out of trouble. But y'all didn't get his ass on the ground once. Not once. Like he was like, even when they tried to get him, he would just squirm out. It, it was a fucking insane. It was a piss poor pass rushing effort. It it was bad all the way around. And then the biggest things. And this is why this is a there's a big saying in football. For those of you who don't know, there's a saying in football: offense sells tickets, defense wins championships. championships. Exactly. <laughs> you can have the best, like Betty. Let me go ahead and just go off topic for uh, just a little bit for a second. Y'all see how great Patrick Mahomes is in the NFL, right? How come he didn't do shit in college? Well, I'm not going to say he didn't do shit. How come he didn't win shit in college at Texas Tech? Shit, Think about that now. Think about that. He was at Texas Tech and did not win shit, and they had Patrick Mahomes. There was a game. I'm gonna, I saw a graphic, and I remember this game kind of to a T. I'm going to bring it up here. It was 2016. Texas Tech played Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I know what you're talking about. It was Baker Mayfield versus... Patrick Mahomes, and this was a Saturday night old Western duel. This was this was going to be a shootout, and hey, we you know we knew it. That's what it was. It was Baker Mayfield who was up for the Heisman, ended up winning the Heisman, going up against Patrick Mahomes, who was seen as a top pick in the draft. All right, get ready for these stats now, Patrick Mahomes. Well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you Baker Mayfield's stats. Baker Mayfield threw for 545 yards and seven touchdowns and accounted for 600 600 yards in one game. Patrick Mahomes, on the other end, threw for 734 yards, five (laughs) touchdowns, 
and accounted for 812 yards. This is in one night. In a span of three hours, he accounted for damn near 1,000 yards in three hours by himself. Well, I'm not going to say by himself because it's obviously passing. But think, think about that shit for a minute. And put up 59 points. He fucking lost that game. <laughs> think about that. He fucking lost that game. Because he didn't have a fucking defense. His defense was so piss poor that he put up almost a thousand yards in a single game and lost. Niggas don't get that in this. A lot of niggas don't even get that in the season. He got and, that and in three damn. hours. He got that in three hours. What, was was he a first round pick? I don't even think he was a first round pick. I think he was. Uh, no, not first round. I meant um number one pick. He wasn't number one, but he was a first round pick. Yeah. Why the who the fuck didn't look at that guy and be like, bro? He just put up seven hundred passing yards. Why is this man not fucking? And I don't know. He had counted. Texas Tech had forty two first downs. They were two for two on fourth downs. Fourth down efficiency. Or 20 or 25. Now, mind, this is a mind, I'm not completely shitting on Texas Tech because this game was a defensive buttfuck all together right here. Neither team tackled shit in this game. All right. And I remember watching this game as a kid because I used to, for some reason, I used to really want to go to Texas Tech. And then, fun fact, I got a couple letters from them. So, yeah, fun fact about that. You, you want to you know where I wanted to go when I was a kid? Where? Purdue. Fucking Purdue? Yeah. I wanted to go why? to Purdue. I don't know. I just liked Purdue. <laughs> like, why? Like, like it's, bro, they were just a, it was a vibe to me. And it, was, it was those sexy ass black outfits. It was the black, it was the uniform. I ain't gonna lie. Fuck the school. I want the uniform. It was like, bro, going to the middle of Indiana to lose eight games and freeze to death while doing whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, don't do that. Purdue be winning. Do they? they I mean, yeah, they, the I Big mean, Ten I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they do now. They were right back then. Remember, they blew out, not blew up. Damn, they oh, blew they, out Oklahoma. I mean, Ohio State. I said Oklahoma. Oh no, they, they, they blew out Ohio State. <laughs> they, they, threw, it was Rondale Moore having the time of his life by himself. But yeah, they, they, this was an actual football game that happened. You can look it up. You can see, watch it too. <laughs> All right, <laughs> it's crazy. All right, I watched this game. If Texas Tech would have made three tackles in this game, like three more tackles than they did, they would have won. <laughs> they simply would have won this game, and this would have been a historic feat. A lot of people don't even know about this game because Texas Tech lost, and this this wasn't the only time that year that it happened. At the end of this game, Oklahoma went to five and two, and Texas Tech went to three and four. They went to three and four. It was one and three in the conference. And Mahomes was doing this on a weekly basis. I, I mean, I'm not going to say like, you know, he was thrown for 700 yards every week, but he, you know, it wasn't uncommon for him to go for 400, 500 yards in a game. That's fucking ridiculous. So that I just use that point right there to say defense and special teams matters. Now jumping to the special teams part of the game. That punt return, uh, punt return. won, won the game for the, the Chiefs. Yeah, that ended the game. That won the game right there. The, you know, simple things like that that people who aren't football fans or casual football fans don't look at. 
they're going to look at the call, which we're going to get to in a minute. They're going to look at the call and say that was it's rigged. The that game was, is rigged. Yeah, that was the deciding factor of the game. And I'm not saying it didn't have an impact at all. I'm not saying it didn't. But that punt return, hell, if y'all if y'all co- cover down the field and make the damn tackle 40 yards ago, they actually have to put in work to get into field goal range or put points on the board. You know, that's that's a tough pill to swallow when you're on the sideline watching your special team shit the bed and Kadarius Tony, he's a he's a gonna be a household name now. I'm not gonna say, well, maybe not say household name, but whoa. He's gonna be <laughs> he's gonna be known for this Super Bowl as having a very large impact on the game and being a big contributing factor as to the Chiefs winning the game because of that punt return. And he made a couple moves, he made a couple jukes and everything. Yeah. It wasn't anything flashy. He wasn't breaking, you know, he didn't beast quake the whole team. Now, <laughs> like, she this was just bad. This was just bad looked, coverage. Speaking of somebody beast moding a fucking team, Isaiah Pacheco. Pacheco. Yeah, man. Isaiah Pacheco ran like a man possessed. Love his running style. He runs with violence. Um, until, of course, he got cracking his shit, at, you know, that like third or fourth quarter. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, he got cracked in his shit. But he but killed somebody too, though. Like, he definitely yeah. chucked the shit out of somebody. I forget who it was. Yeah. And if there's, like, kids out there who are watching football or interested in football, play running back, if you're going to be a running back, look That's at Isaiah Pacheco. Pacheco. Look That's at how you Pacheco. run a fucking football right that there. Fast, still tough, kind of dominant. Like, like he running back right there. He's not a power back. He's not an elusive back. He's a running back. It just ended at that. He's a fucking running back. He 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 can do it all. He can make you miss in space. He can outrun you. And if you get in his way and there's nowhere to go, he's going to truck your ass to hell, which is everything you want in a running back. It's a contact sport. It still is. Not every running back, you can't run away from every hit. You can't juke every hit. There is gonna be a point in time where you gotta drop Most your nuts. Brandon Cooks. Yeah. And, and you got you gotta be a man, look somebody dead, look a defender dead in his eye and say, I'm the better man. I'm gonna run your bitch ass over. And that's what he did. He did that a good bit in the game. He the leg drive, keeping his legs moving through contact. And then he can juke people out, find a hole, and that burst of speed. That that he's a rookie, by the way. That's that's gonna be if he could keep the same production and stay healthy. That's gonna be one of the best backs in the league for some time to come. But moving on to the inevitable part of the conversation was the Bradbury holding call on Juju a valid call? And you know which one we're talking about. This was a very light game of far as penalties went. This wasn't a pen, like one of those games where it was like 15 penalties apiece on each team. It was, you know, it was a pretty clean game on both sides. And, yeah, what do you think about the holding call that was called? Okay. He held him, yes. Should they have called it? Nah. 
it wasn't even worth calling. It like it was a it was a beta male last fucking call. Exactly. Like we're playing football, bro. Everybody holding happens every play, bro. So you can't sit here and say the one that decides the game, that's the one you want to call. Get the fuck out of here. That's weird. That's weirding energy. I don't like that. Bad call. Right call, but bad call. Yeah. Here's my opinion on it. Now, I played DB. Um, oh, me too. I, 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 I was a DB. And typically in the beginning of a game, the ref, sometimes they'll tell you before the game, and sometimes you kind of just have to find out as the game is going on. The ref is going to let you know what they're going to let you get away with, what you're not going to get away with, if they're going to just let you play, let you battle it out, be physical, or if they're just not having that shit at all. And I'm sure it's because, you know, refs didn't tell them, but so the players have to get a feel for how the refs are going to be throughout the remainder of the game. There was no holding calls. There was one pass interference called the entire game before that, before the holding call. One pass interference, not a single holding call on DBs. And if you watch that game, you know, they, the DBs, they were getting physical on some plays. They let the receivers and DBs just straight up bullet it out. There was a holding call on Juju earlier in the game on that slant. And like a motherfucker. No call there. And I get it. Trust me, I get it. I know how refs operate. They, after halftime, they go in, they talk about the calls during the half and what adjustments they need to make for the second half. My problem with that is the same problem. Really? Yeah, they do that. I didn't know that. I don't even fuck about the refs anyways. They suck. Yeah. I was a... You were a ref as well? I wasn't a ref. <laughs> I was a score operator, which is technically a ref. Because we're oh, running the guy in the back, running like, the clock. I was, I'd be running the clock. I never like did like it was for like pee wee football. <laughs> you know, I was just getting paid to do it, so I did it. And I'd run the clock. And what the rest would do at halftime, besides go to the fucking concession stand and eat them out of a house at home, but they would sit around and talk about okay. With the way this game is going, do we, are we going to call this? Are we going to continue to call that? Are we going to do this and that? That's what refs it's do. It's bogus as fuck. But the problem that we have with refs so is... Some the bad ones do, yeah. But depending on, like, they kind of go over what calls were missed and what calls were... Now, this was peewee football, so we obviously peewee football, like, they're not going to have the high-tech technology like the NFL does where they can, like, literally go back and watch like on the screen what plays happen, what calls were missed, what calls weren't, what calls were going to continue, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Because this is the problem we have with refs in the NFL, NBA, um, going on in the, in the MLB because, you know, the strike zone shit. What have you been saying about the strike zone shit? What's that? Oh, they're getting ready to have robots like determine, like have computers determine if it's a ball or a strike. They're not even. Whoa. Yeah, they're about to transition toward that. I think they already started in the minor leagues with, with that. 
But that's the problem we have with refs across these sports. There's no consistency based on the calls. Now, I'm more of a old school type. I like physical football. You know, I see somebody get knocked the fuck out. I'm not throwing a flag. <laughs> you know, it's football. I'm but, throwing a flag. But I'm biased. <laughs> but if you're gonna if you're gonna call one thing one way, call it like that the whole game. Don't nitpick what is a penalty and what isn't because it causes confusion amongst the players. Bradbury thought, especially at that point of the game, in the game they're in, because it was the Super Bowl, the rest were letting them play, which is fine. Letting them battle it out. But if you're going to let them battle it out, be consistent with it. Don't let them battle it out in the first half and then, you know, second half or the entire third quarter, continue to let them battle it out. But now it's the fourth quarter. Okay, we got to. We gotta be all hands on deck now. As soon as somebody touches somebody, we gotta we gotta be on it. No, yeah, that's, that's bogus as fuck. You know, if if you weren't on it before, don't change up now. So Bradbury, because he was feeling the way you know the refs were operating in the game, he thought, okay, this little tug here, I can get away with it. And before like people get started, I'm a DB, been around DBs. I fucking played the game. DBs hold on just about every fucking play. Every play. We because at the end of the day, in the rule book, especially like when you're fighting, you know, looking back for football, looking back for the ball, the D, the defender has as much right to the football as the receiver does. So therefore they can battle and scrap for it. We also have five yards to spare. Exactly. Also, as long as you know the ball's in there, and of course the five-yard rule. First of all, and then he got held behind the line of scrimmage as well. That's another part that is annoying about it. He was held behind the line of scrimmage, which I'm not sure what the rule is as far as receivers and DBs going in the NFL, but hell, that's my that's just a defender getting off a block if it's behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. That's that. By my rule, by technicality, that's kind of what it is. Because it is not declared that a receiver is going on a route until he crosses the line of scrimmage. It's not declared that way. If he's behind the line of scrimmage, he can, by, yeah. by rule, he's technically a blocker. And a defender can grab the jersey to shed the block. Now, yeah, but, he was beat on the route, for sure. Yeah, he but, was like, he was beat. But you can almost tell, like, even, like, Juju, he didn't even have a reaction to it. He was, you know how receivers are when, when they get held. They throw in a fucking party about getting held. They Not to mention, it was an uncatchable ball as well. Also uncatchable. But I think when it comes to holding, that part doesn't matter. It doesn't? Uh-huh. When a holding, now pass interference, that's different. Yeah. Holding, you know, it doesn't matter. But... Yes, it was a hold. But so was the play before when Juju ran a slant and no call. If you're going to let the players play, especially in that situation of the game. I like because Juju caught it, didn't he? He No, he didn't catch it. Oh, well, then what the f- Okay. Exactly. Especially in that situation of the game, you have to let the players determine the outcome of the game. The game's not about the refs. The game's not about you. You're just there to make it a little fair. Yeah. 
in a suit in a battle like that that you've already been letting them have. All you've been already been letting them be scrappy. In the fourth quarter of the game, continue that's when you continue that. Let them continue to be scrappy. The game is on the line. It is a close game. Very close game. Close as in like tied. You know, <laughs> you let you hey, you don't throw you don't call that right there. You don't. And then you have the argument, well, if a Chiefs fan was watching it, Chiefs fans watching it, you'd want that called. And I can't say that's invalid. But at the same time, you have to realize this is the Super Bowl. This is breaking news, by the way. All right. This isn't a ticky tack, you know, regular season game or preseason game. It's a Super Bowl. It's a battle. You know, let the players play. And that's my opinion on it. It shouldn't have been called. It had too big of an effect on the game. It affected the outcome. That they just shouldn't have been not in that situation. No. I feel like, yes, yes, it was a shitty call and it kind of determined it, but I still feel in my heart that either way, the Chiefs were going to end up getting those three points and the Chiefs probably could have ended up scoring, honestly, because that defense wasn't going to stop them. It was a third and eight. They were going to get their three. And then, yes, it does affect time, but the way the trajectory of the game was going, I don't think it really, really affected the outcome as much as we think. And yeah, I, I can I can see that point, but at the same time, you got to let Mahomes. That's when you got. That's the point of letting the players decide the game. Even though the call was what it was, the players have to decide. They it has to be up to them. Who's to say Mahomes doesn't fuck around and throw a pick right there? Who's True. to say he doesn't get strip sacked? You know, first sack of the game. He gets strip sacked. You know, who's to say a ball just gets tipped, you know, and something crazy happens. Yeah, I see the trajectory of the game. But also, at the same time, while Eagles fans can complain about the penalty, you got no sacks on Mahomes. You also did not cover downfield on that punt return. And Kadarius Tony got inside the five. I say the same thing with the Rams and Saints game. And I don't know if I'm nah, that, people off that of this was, Nah, we're not going to do that because that was some bullshit. I'm going to go. Yes. Am I saying it was, was a good call? Bullshit. No. Here's the thing. <laughs> was it a bullshit call? Yes, it was. It was a terrible call. One of the most what blatant. Call? Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of the most blatant missed calls. It was fucking stupid. It was. It was one of the more blatant missed calls in NFL history. Probably sports history, if I'm keeping it a buck. But at the same time, you have a Hall of Fame quarterback. You got the ball back. You had a chance to score and win after the fact. But you didn't. If you're as good as you say you are, that, that, that play should have affected you. I can see if it was at the end of the game and – it literally prevented you from having any chance at all at winning. I can see that argument. If that was the case, it wasn't the case. You had a chance. You had you got the ball back, had a chance to win. If you're as good as you say you are, you put the ball in the end zone and say, hey, the refs tried. They yeah. couldn't fucking stop us. The refs tried to blow the game for us. We won anyway. That's how you determine 
That's when you say, I'm that good. I'm that motherfucker right there. Mm-hmm. I say the same thing. Re- yeah, the refs have effects on games. But at the same time, when you lose a game and it wasn't like right there at the end of the like waning seconds of the contest, you had you had your chances. We never want we never want to go back and look at the missed tackles you had, the blown coverages you had. You never want to look at that missed block. You never you never want to look at that fumble. But we we want to point our fingers at the refs and say, hey, you lost the game for us. It wasn't the four picks our quarterback threw. <laughs> you know, it was never it's never something like that. But you said, yeah, breaking news. Let's get into it. Okay. So earlier today, we know that the um, Eagles offensive coordinator, uh, Shane, whatever the fuck his last name is, got hired to the Colts. Well, their defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, just got hired for the Cardinals. Oh, shit. As a head coach. Oh, man. They getting clean. They cleaning house. Cleaning shop. The Eagles are <laughs> not going back. <laughs> they cleaning up. They said, okay, we found something that worked. Okay, let's destroy it. Said, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> they got something good over here. Also, going a little bit off tangent here for college. Uh, speaking of a champion that's starting to clean house, University of Georgia, them Bulldogs just got rid of. Todd Munkin, offensive coordinator, who has led us to both national championships and turned. Yes, I'm a Georgia fan for those who are uninitiated. Book you. <laughs> <laughs> and turned a walk on into a Heisman finalist and a two time national champion as well. He has been hired by the Baltimore Ravens Whoa. to be their offensive coordinator. Perfect. And, that is perfect. And then on top of that, Georgia fans, you never guess who we're stuck with again. Mike fucking Bobo. Yeah, we're, we're stuck with the guy who sat there and let Bama's fucking rail us the past decade or so because of his ineptitude of coaching. He, he's, not, he's not a good coach. I'm not saying, okay, here's the thing. He's not a bad coach. He damn sure ain't a good one either. You know, when Mark Rick was the head coach at Georgia, we were never going to win a national, national championship with him. Wait, 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 wait. So what is he? What, what role is he playing exactly? He's offensive coordinator now. Oh, okay. And a little bit on Mike Bobo's story. He was a quarterback. Kirby, Kirby and Mike Bobo played on the same team at Georgia. Kirby was a strong safety, and Bobo was a quarterback. Then he became, you know, pretty much came up through the ranks. He was an offensive coordinator at Georgia before becoming a head coach at Colorado State. Didn't do shit over there and ended up, you know, around i guess you know he went, was around and then ended up back in georgia at now he's office coordinator um fuck <sighs> all right that's that's all i can say about that just just fuck <laughs> i guess that three-peat thing you know went out the window now uh, but, yeah y'all are fucking georgia shut up be quiet that's like yeah, alabama get, being like Oh, Here's we the thing. Win championships Bill O'Brien's gone. Yeah, but guess what? But guess what? Bama finna win next year because we have a brain dead offensive coordinator. <laughs> and want to know another reason why Bama finna win? Not only do not only are you dealing with Nick Saban, you dealing with a pissed the fuck off Nick Saban. 
Bama's finna win probably two in a row coming up. Like they finna, I'm not gonna lie. They might what, clean house. I ain't gonna. Yeah. How do we feel about Colorado right now? They're not. Nah. They're, they're they're still. A, you see the four and five star recruits. They're. Getting, I know. Man. I realize. I realize all of that. Yes, I I see it, and I'm happy that Dion, uh, Dion and his family are at Colorado, moving up the ranks. I'm happy about it. Oh, I thought you. I really thought you was finna was finna shit talk my city. And I was finna be like, that's crazy. But go ahead. <laughs> but they're 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 not gonna do anything. They're not gonna do anything special as far as the national stage. They'll do something special for Colorado's standards. Yeah, I remember this was just a one in eleven football team. So Dion will turn it around. They're gonna be better than they were, obviously. They may even Make it to a Pac-12 title. Here's the thing with the Pac-12. The softest conference in football. Facts. USC's not going to do shit. Colorado's Oregon. not going to do shit. Oregon's not going to do shit. And yeah, they may fuck around and make the playoffs here and there. But guess what? When you got to play a team from down here, down here in the dirty south, we play football down here. We going to knock your ass the fuck out down here. Yeah, I had this argument with one of my friends, not friends, but one of my coworkers. The dude was like, he's an Oregon fan. First off, how are you an Oregon fan? You live in Mississippi. Yeah, that's Anyways. Cool. Uniforms. I, I told him that. I said that. <laughs> and he was like, no, I was there when they had some guy who was supposed to be fast or some shit. I don't remember. Oh, Anthony Thomas? Yes. Yeah, I know. And so, um, no, nah, he was saying that. And I was like, bro, like, let's be realistic Oregon cannot fucking be the SEC team unless it's Vanderbilt. They can. Here's the thing with Oregon. They can be lower-level SEC teams like Vanderbilt. Um, Arkansas. Arkansas. Us on, a good, on, us on a bad year. Which was Ole Miss, Mississippi State. I'm Mississippi State. Yeah. Both of them. <laughs> you know. <laughs> they, you know. Nah, they they can't beat all they can't beat Ole Miss, bro. I don't think they beat them. Not not like last year's Ole Miss, but when Ole Miss, you know, returns to being Ole Miss, yeah, they'll. It's right. They'll beat them. Oregon is here's the thing, like they just got their ass kicked by Utah twice. Whoa, 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 whoa! Utah is an okay team. I get that, but Utah is the <laughs> rep. They are the SEC team of the West. Of a Pac-12 team, <laughs> and I'm not saying like like I'm not saying almost saying like okay they're on the level of an SEC team and they would beat it you know the best SEC, hell no but what I'm saying is the way they play football out in Utah most of those players are from the South anyway in case you're wondering they play a SEC style of football meaning we're gonna hit your ass in the mouth we're gonna play some defense as well and even if you cook us on defense guess what. Fourth quarter come around and a 300-pound lineman start leaning on you. We're going to run the ball down your throat and you're tired and we're going to keep leaning on you and keep running the ball down your throat and keep doing it and keep on and keep on running through your face. Guess what? You ain't going to fucking stop that. You're too soft. I, I mean, Colorado has been getting a lot of Alabama's old linemen, Clemson's D linemen. Cool. They've been getting a lot that's, of hate. That's great. That's great. <laughs> cool. Cool. I'm, I'm happy for them. I hope they get more. All right. <laughs> That's cool. But when you're playing fucking Boise State every week, when you're playing okay. um, Hawaii. When, when you, when you, when you, Hawaii, when your biggest competition 
is USC. I'm not saying USC is bad, but they're, USC, they're, they're, bad. They're, they're, they're not good. They're not that good. Like, um, number four was a reach from the beginning. Exactly. Like, exactly. Or playing who, – who else is out there? Fucking Arizona. Arizona State. When that's your competition that you're getting used to week in and week out, is, like I said, say you do fuck around and make the playoffs in a year, a couple years, however long it takes. You ain't touching Georgia. You ain't touching Bama. And on the year that LSU, Auburn, or Florida has a great year and they make it, they're going to beat the shit out you too. They could do it now, honestly. Maybe not Auburn. Maybe, right maybe not Auburn. <laughs> maybe not Auburn. <laughs> but like LSU, Florida, when, when you know, because you know, those, when Bama and Georgia aren't dominating, those are the three teams that just randomly come up for a year or two and just disappear again. You're not, you're not touching them, no. Which is why the, the Oklahoma and Texas moved to the SEC was fucking strange. But yeah, they're gonna hey, get their shit destroyed. Exactly. And Lincoln, I, I, Lincoln Riley ran away to go coach at USC. Yeah, yeah. You you could talk about the money and all that. Yeah, he was getting paid. Also, he ran away because he knew Oklahoma was going to the SEC. He knew what the fuck was finna happen. He he's right. he's been against Alabama twice. He's been against Georgia. He he's seen what power we have down here. <laughs> this, this ain't what you want to fuck with when you you know when you're a kid that grow that grew up in Cali and you grew up you know sheltered, you know shit paid for you all your life. You know went probably went to some big rich private school, getting private lessons, private tutors, all that shit. When you got a then you got to play a kid play football now against a kid from fucking South Georgia, Cornelia, Georgia, who grew up on one room, one room house, <laughs> one story house. Right. Oh, one room house. <laughs> one room. Oh my god, that's crazy. That's, a a like, that's an apartment, but not connected to other apartments. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a porta potty at that point, bro. All right, probably didn't grow up with indoor plumbing. All right. Got grew up raising hogs. They grew up eating hogs. They grew up. Who are you referring to right now? Are you just I'm not referring some to a certain random a certain prospect person? that could be the greatest quarterback ever. No, no. Oh no, they're never quarterbacks. That's the thing. Georgia has good quarterbacks. Like oh, said, Georgia, on, Trevor Lawrence. I know Georgia. Georgia. Georgia always has a good. But when, when it's somebody I'm describing right now, somebody from down south, it's always like a linebacker, a running back, someone. Oh yeah, <laughs> a DB. like like Nick Chubb and them. Like they exactly. Just, like, like bro, you're not like you're not somebody who you know squatting 500 pounds in the eighth grade. Come on, bro, you're not. You don't want to go up against that. They grew up eating chitlins. You grew up eating caviar. They're gonna kick your fucking face in a <laughs> football game. Like, come on, bro, you don't want that shit. What's his name? Uh, 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 uh fucking God, he sucks, and I, I say his name all the time. Um, Zach Wilson, exactly. Prime example of that. Yeah. Uh huh. And he played them boys from Coastal Carolina. Man, that's Coastal Carolina, not South Carolina. And Coastal they, not even bad. They not oh, bad. Man. But guess what? You know they're not necessarily on like Georgia, Georgia's level. But they're good. But guess what? They from the South when they beat the shit out of Zach Wilson, and we jumped him on play. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, it's different down here. Like that's what I'm saying. Like East Coast sports will all wait besides like NBA. East Coast sports will always shit on West Coast sports, bro. Exactly. And then when if you want to go into football, 
You ain't touching the South. You just not ain't. touching the South. We, Nobody's we, touching the we're South. We're different down here, man. We're okay. So where does the East start for you? The East. Yeah. Where where you going with that? Because if we speak in East, then we okay. can still say okay. South. Here's, here's here's I say Southeast. South the Southwest it used to be, but I was saying Southeast. It starts. Okay. Anything east of the Mississippi, but I'll include Louisiana and Arkansas. That's your south? That's, that's your east. That's my east. But okay. I, um, Mississippi is west. I feel like we west. For real. I mean the I think the river divides it, so I'm like y'all are y'all are on the east side of the river. So I'm no, like, we're in the, we're in the, yeah, we are. we are. So I was like, okay, east side of the river, but I'll throw in Louisiana, Arkansas, Arkansas, yeah. Okay, fair enough. And I think uh, anything above Kentucky can, is the north. It, like, yeah. Anything above Kentucky. I mean, like Ohio, shit. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's the fucking north. And Ohio, you know, they're, no, they're, good, at fo- they're good at football, too. Mm-hmm. But shit, are they really the state of Ohio? Yeah, mm. they're, they're they're not on like Georgia, Texas, Cali, uh, Florida. They're not on their level. But Mississippi like, has no reason to be sucked. I'm gonna say like, ain't all y'all got football? Like all we got is <laughs> football, bro. Like, no, like, we had women's basketball. We bro, we were some dogs in women's basketball. Bro. That's true. That's true. Like, but no, nah, like. But we dead suck. Like we like and we were in between the two power states to get recruits. Yeah. As far as like as far as like um football goes, high school football. I'm gonna go ahead and make this I'm gonna make this take and then we're gonna jump if you back say to Georgia, the NFL. I'm telling you no. It's Georgia. And here's no. why here's why. I can see here's the thing. I can say Georgia and I can explain why. All right. Georgia is the best state for high school football. Sports. Not, not, not sports necessarily, but just football. It's Georgia, and it's not fucking close. And here's not why. over Texas. Georgia, Georgia is miles above Texas at this point. Whoa! Okay. And let me and let me explain why. Let me explain why. Really, nobody fuck with Cali. That's I'm not above Cali too. Here's why I'm saying this. All right, I'm not even gonna break. I'm not even gonna like. I mean, I can bring up the colleges. Yeah, I can. But, of course, you got the University of Georgia who's dominating football now. Yeah, we got that. Cool. I'll look at Alabama. And you're going to say, but that's how, you know, that's Alabama. Look at where those players are fucking from. Yeah, halftime, they're from Georgia. Okay, the University of Alabama, I kid you, like, literally, less than 10% of the roster is from the state of Alabama. They're not, they're all from Georgia. Like, they're from Georgia, Florida, and then miscellaneous, like a miscellaneous five star from, like, you know, Mississippi, a five star from, like, and it, all yeah, our four and five stars usually stay home. Mississippi? Yeah. So, like, like any five star that you think of, they're probably going to Old Miss, mainly Old Miss or Mississippi State. Yeah. But so. with the state of Georgia, and then you, you know, look at the number of top recruits we have, top athletes we have that do well in college and NFL. I I used to have a graphic of it. I don't can't find it anymore. But there was an actual graphic with numerical data on this. 
like exact numerical data. I'm sure you can look it up. Probably be hard to find, but I just don't want like a bunch of dead silence. So, <laughs> but I'll I'll try to look it up. But um, I don't know, man. Yeah, fuck it. Um, but yeah, when you look at Georgia, Florida, the power four, power four states that everyone wants to talk about: Texas, Cali, Georgia, and Florida. When it comes to high school football, Georgia is always ranked fourth or third. Why? When it comes to straight up numbers, you know, we just are. But here's the real reason why. We have the lowest population out of those states. So yeah, obviously Cali is the most populated state in, in the country. When you have what going on Florida too. 40, 40 million people, yeah. Going on about 40 million people. 20 million in Texas, 20 million in Florida. Odds are you're gonna have good you're gonna have good talent out of 40 million people. 20 million people, 20 million. You're obviously going to have more talent out of that. But the fact that Georgia has half the population of Florida and Texas and a third of the population of California and puts up just as much, if not more, in a lot of cases, top athletes, top recruits, as far as football goes. If we have 40 million people, do you know how fucking crazy that would be? How I'm high? Sorry, how much? How far above the other states we would be? <laughs> I mean, y'all close. How many y'all got? About ten. Ten million. Might might have dropped like nine million. Like we always in that nine to ten million range, right there. Me too. Like hell, we used to have like not too long ago. You know, New York City had like the city by itself had a higher population than the whole state of Georgia. Because, you know, if you've ever been to Georgia, you know why. It's at Atlanta and then Clanville after that. So, so yeah, it's, you know, it's not close. It really isn't. And then, yeah, we can bring up athletes and shit, too. Like, you know, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, um, Nick Chubb. You know, guys, I just, those are just three guys off the top of my head in the NFL right now who are doing pretty well. You know, it's just not close. Even like Gwinnett County by itself, county I, county I grew up in. Different Good football, man. man. It's, 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 a, it's a different style of football. You know, Gwinnett County um, in 2019, I, I just remember that. That was my senior year of high school. We were ranked the number two toughest place to play football in the whole country. Damn. By ESPN. It was I like I actually gave a TV interview about it. Like I was like in a little shit. Do not look that shit up, by the way. Oh, like, God, I know, you I know. know. I, am. I know. I know y'all mother. Probably can't even find it. Probably can't even find it now. But yeah, I was I did a TV interview of, like for like the local news station. It wasn't like no ESPN shit, but Though I was in NFL films one time too for hundred. Anyway, you was in NFL <laughs> films. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, it was for uh. Who the fuck are you? Huncho Day. <laughs> it was for because uh, Quavo had like a flag football game. Oh, uh, I think thing yeah, in I, school. I think Tay was there. I almost said his fucking government. I think Tay was there, didn't he? Yeah, he was there. Y'all played together, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Oh, so yeah, there was there was that. In, do not look up any for some reason in like every newspaper, like newspaper, TV I was in, I was always looking my worst. Like, <laughs> I was always looking my worst. Like it, it was never good. Like I was, it was just always a bad day when I get caught in the media. But yeah, it, it was all right. Daily Xbox. Um, yes, but. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's it's a tough place to play over here. State of Georgia is absolutely berserk when it comes to football. But back to the NFL, the most polarizing question of the week is Mahomes in the goat conversation. If so, where does he rank? Um. This no, I'm gonna give a I'm gonna give a, a a hot take here. I'm gonna go. Yes, he's in the goat conversation. Close your mouth when we talk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I put him like you got a lot of good quarterbacks. There's a lot, but it, when we say goat, we're talking about like I guess we're talking about like Tom Brady, Dan Marino. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Holmes is fucking miles better than Dan Marino. Yeah. So if you wherever you're putting Dan Marino, he's automatically above that. He's honestly more accurate and more efficient than let's say like a Steve Young, Joe Montana. Saying this to say, <laughs> I'm gonna still put him in at number three. I don't think he's better than Joe Montana. That's that's my take too. I think <clears throat> Mahomes is in the goat conversation now. Two Super Bowls. He's got the talent. Uh, got him at number three behind Brady and Montana. But here's my here's I don't know if it's a hot take anymore because he has two rings now. How many, wait? How many rings do you think since Brady and Montana are both retired and Mahomes the only one actively playing and has a chance to progress? How many <laughs> rings does Mahomes need to be labeled as the goat? Well, I'm going to have to say this before anything. He will never be the GOAT because he was not able to beat the GOAT. So, he will always be in that realm unless he wins, like, <clears throat> like he has to win, like, eight, nine rings, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to have to win, like, hella rings, bro. Like, yeah. we're not going to say eight, nine, but he's he going to have to win at least about five to six, honestly. Okay. I say four for him. Once he matches Montana's four rings, and obviously he'll already, you know, if he wins another one, he'll pass Montana. Here's why. And there is a difference between better and greater. There's always a difference there. Tom Brady is probably, is, you know, he's not a very talented quarterback. Not at when, all. You, when you think of it like just straight Brady's not a talented quarterback. He never was. He was never the most talented quarterback ever when he played. There was always Peyton Manning. There was always Hell, Eli beat him twice. I'm not saying Eli was more talented than Brady. I'm not saying that at all. Just for some reason threw my dick in there for some reason. Um excuse me. 
Pause. Uh, <laughs> it's a saying. It's a saying. It's a saying. But yeah, I I feel like once, but because Mahomes has the talent, he's probably the most talented quarterback of all time. Honestly, I haven't seen a quarterback more talented than him, more efficient. You know, with all those thrown together. The only thing he really needs now are just rings. Just added more to it. Five years, five AFC championship games. People do not understand how like mind blowing that stat is. Wait, Your first you say? Mahomes has played for five years. He has he's been to five AFC championship games. Hosted all five of them bitches. And hosted all five of them. Hosted. <laughs> which means you got which means you gotta do some winning to do that. <laughs> all right. Sure, he didn't win all of them. Cool. He won three out of the five. Both against Brady. Um Yeah. He's you know, he has two MVPs, two Super Bowl titles. Once he wins four, see the thing with somebody like Brady. He needed to win seven ring. He had to because he was never, he wasn't a very talented guy. He wasn't a very talented quarterback. So somebody like Brady, he would have had to win seven rings. And each time he had a Hall of Fame defense behind him. Each time. We so whenever, like, yeah, was that two episodes ago. <laughs> yeah. So we, we know about that. Mahomes has had. Let's just say he he hasn't had he damn sure hasn't had a Hall of Fame defense. He yeah he may have you know a couple Hall of Fame players here and there who can you know potentially get there. But as far as like an overall world beating defense, hell no. <laughs> we were just talking about how hell the Chiefs just gave up thirty five points in the Super Bowl. They couldn't even stop a quarterback sneak, and I get it. The quarterback sneak is the most effective play in football, but shit, come on. <laughs> <laughs> he ran that shit like seven times and got all seven of them. You talking about, <laughs> like, you talking about fucking uh, Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts, yeah. That quarterback sneak. That'd I get it. Spam that shit. <laughs> I get it, but shit, like y'all couldn't grab a leg or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, no. Nah, when they tried it, bro. You gotta, you understand. Go for you gotta understand. You gotta understand that the Eagles have like world eaters on their O line. Like these are not; that. these are men among boys. I get that. <laughs> I trust me, I do. But they gave up a sack. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Defense exposed. Defense exposed. I think so. Perhaps. But this was, you know, the Chiefs' defenses are never good. But I'm not gonna say they're never good, but they're never. They've never been in an elite defense. Mahomes has never had an elite defense. He hasn't had an elite defense since probably fucking high school. Whoa, and, whoa, whoa. And, and I got to gotta look up that shit. So That 2018 defense was not that ass. 2019, 2018. They weren't bad. I'm talking about, like, elite. Like, I'm not saying they necessarily had to be the 2000 Ravens, 85 Bears, or, you know, the Steel Curtain. But, you know, maybe like a rung below that. You know, like, they they were never – you know, the greatest, de- one of the greatest defenses of all time. They nah. were good. 
they were decent. They did they did their job, but like you know, come on. I was being I was only being biased because my cousin played on that team. So oh, oh, my bad. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> no, my co- hey, listen, we're not gonna do that. We're not gonna do that because my cousin proved himself. So hey. Eric Berry, Eric fucking Berry. So <laughs> oh, that's your cousin. Yeah. <laughs> No bullshit. And he from the A too, so <laughs> I met him. He's like, he don't talk much. <laughs> Shit, need to get his ass on the show. Like, damn, that, that's that could be our first like NFL guest. But yeah, it just Mahomes had to carry a lot, and I just he he's definitely in the goat conversation. I put him number three still. Once he gets like four rings, uh, another MVP, which I think he can get both of those, and MVP shouldn't be too he, hard for him to get. He's gonna get one next year, probably. He probably look. He probably will. All he has to do is just continue his production and stay healthy, and yeah, and keep that main target of him healthy. And speaking of that main target, what do you think? Travis Kelsey is in the GOAT tight end conversation. Okay, so you know, you know I have to be biased. I know. I look, I I'm I'm right there with you. I know what you're gonna say. I'm but right there with you. We all know that Gronk is the GOAT tight end. Yeah. Under Gronk, of course, is Tony Gonzalez. Yeah. And under Tony Gonzalez is Travis Kelsey. Gotcha. That's that was my exact list too. So I feel like give me if we come back to this conversation two years from now, we might can say Travis Kelsey. But for right now, the list stays where it's at. Understandable. Um, yeah, Travis Kelsey, he's just a game breaker. Um, route, he has the route running over receiver. He's about as big as a defensive end. He too fast for linebackers. Too tall, too heavy for DBs, and then great hands. His ability to get open is, it's a, you know, it's an, a lost art right there. Just the simple fact of getting open is a lost art. And of course, you know, you know, Gronk was one of the best. I'd say I'd probably say the best when it came to catching in traffic. Oh yeah, I'm I'm talking about like receiving at all like not just tight ends i'm talking about receiving at all Shit one of safety. the best one of the best to ever like catching traffic you didn't guess that you guess my joke all right no, oh, no I, I didn't hear it. i said he's a shit safety though oh my goodness that's my, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit my goodness. gronk as a safety is absolutely disgusting shit safety terrible safety how but, the fuck we lose that game in miami I'm not even finna, I'm not even finna <laughs> think about that shit. It's like anytime like there's like a big upset win in the AFC East, it's always the Dolphins beating the Patriots. Like yeah. it always is. It, they gotta get one in. Like we could beat the Bills, we could beat the Jets. We always gonna lose to the fucking Dolphins. Like the Dolphins bro. always have something cooked up and they just figure something out and then beat the Patriots. But yeah, that meant Travis Kelsey. It's a lost art to just be able to get open the way he does. He can find open lanes and make himself visible, makes catches, and then 
if there's anything I could say he could work on, maybe just, you know, yards after the catch, breaking more tackles. And I get it, you know, you're taking a lot of hits to the knees, hits to the legs, you know. You're going to start going down a little bit easier. But, you know, if he could break a few more tackles here and there and if he could get some breakaway speed, hey, that might be the most unstoppable motherfucker to ever touch a football field right there. Yeah. But I, I keep him at number three. What do you think Jalen Hurts is ranked among top quarterbacks in the NFL? And, right now? Yeah. He's top five. I, I He's put, five. Oh, here's our first battle of the day right here. Like, I let's got, be honest. You, like, got, you got him at five? Yeah, because you still got Patrick Mahomes. Then yeah. Patrick Mahomes, you got Joe Burrow. Under Joe Burrow, you got motherfucking um, Josh Allen. Then you got motherfucking as a quarterback who Middle is very efficient. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Wait, we talking about? I said Aaron Rodgers, right? Not yet. Yeah, oh, well, Aaron Rodgers, right? Under Josh Allen, right now. And under Aaron Rodgers, I believe in my heart that, like, at a real deal, I see, fuck, because now I want to say Justin Herbert. I really want to say Justin Herbert and put Jalen Hurts at six. Like, I really want to. I might have to change that, bro. I, yeah, I think I have <clears> – I got Jalen Hurts at <clears throat> interchangeable between number two and number three. Let's get the fuck out. Here's why. Here's why. All right. After one season? We know who the obvious number one is. Well, you got to remember, he, if you look at his leadership ability, like if you look at everything this man has done, I'd say like out of active quarterbacks right now, number two or number three, um, I'd probably keep Burrow over him. If I want to solidify the list, I'd, I'd say Mahomes, Burrow, Hurts, Allen, Rodgers, as far as best quarterbacks in the league right now. Because uh, Joe Burrow's <laughs> over fucking Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's why I had him. Oh, wait. So you, wait, you said Mahomes, Mahomes Burrow, Hurts, Allen, Rodgers. No. Hurts because Allen? Yeah, definitely. Josh Allen has been very underwhelming. Hurts is a better rusher. Um, might even argue now and say that, you know, because here's the thing. He is better. Than when it comes when it comes to when it comes to a game like football, it's what do you do when the lights are on and it's the big biggest game, the biggest games of the year. How do you perform? And I get it. You have a 17 game season. You're gonna have a week or two where you just slip the fuck up. I get it. Jalen Hurts threw for 300 yards in the Super Bowl and rushed for three touchdowns and threw one. This was in the biggest game of the year. Josh Allen, and, you know, yeah, he had the AFC Championship loss with the 13 seconds. Then you have this year's playoff. He just hasn't got it done in the postseason. Great, yeah, great regular season quarterback falls short in the postseason. Like, you know what's bad when Stephon Diggs is on the sideline looking at you like, what the fuck are you looking at? What are you doing? What the what, what are you seeing? I told you this. And He's, we had this conversation. We had this agreement that Josh Allen is a new age Aaron Rodgers. He yeah. will win one ring. 
and then he will just fall into obscurity while Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow do their thing. Yeah. And that's why I feel like, you know, Burrow, of course, he has a Super Bowl appearance and two AFC championship appearances while dealing with the worst offensive line ever put together in the history of man. Like, they they, they need to be like, let's see, let me look for a word that won't get me canceled. Um, <laughs> um, Gotten rid of. <laughs> Let's what's the one. what's the what's what's the description of your of your podcast? It says the most unfiltered <laughs> sports podcast. So I'm starting to think you pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Go off twins. They need to be lined up, firing squad, <laughs> and then fucking lynched afterwards because there's no reason you should be that bad of a fucking blocker in NFL. And <laughs> I have this hot take right here. And I don't give a fuck how many 300-pound angry motherfuckers get mad at me. Look, I took them on. I played in Gwinnett. I'll knock your ass out. I had to do it. <laughs> Blocking is the easiest fucking job to do in football, and you can't get that shit done? You can't do it? All five of you can't do it? Think about that now. Five of you motherfuckers, and more times than not, you're outnumbering the amount of rushers. And if it's a blitz, it's evened up. Five <laughs> on four, really and then sometimes you have a running back helping. And sometimes you have a running back helping out. And y'all still can't prevent a sack? It's the easiest fucking thing to do in football. It's easier than fucking running a route, getting open. It's easier than catching a football, throwing a football, kicking a football. Easiest fucking thing to do because all you gotta do is get in front of somebody and you're 300 pounds, 330, 320, 310, and you're like 6'7, six, 6'8. Six, How the fuck are people getting around you? That's all you gotta do is just keep people in front of you. You ain't even got a pancake to do to every play. <laughs> all right. Chiefs did a great job of that. Just, just holding watch the Chiefs. All they did was just get in people's way and it <laughs> worked. They kept one of the greatest pass rushes of all time <laughs> from getting a okay, sack. The 84, 85 fucking Bears. All right. They they kept them from getting a sack. Why? Because I, I guess somebody told them, hey, blocking is the easy thing to do. Just get in front of them. And I get it. You have blocking schemes, blocking techniques, all yeah, of that. You know, shoot the, shoot I, the I, shit. I, I, I get that. I get that. But most of those are on fucking run plays. All right? <laughs> <laughs> when, you're, when you're pass protecting, it's basically virtually the same shit every time. I know. I played tight end, and I was a fucking... Uh, H-back, blocking back. Fucking played tight end. Yeah, I did. I was 5'9", 160, playing tight end in Gwinnett County, and at one point I had the most catches and receptions on my team. I did that shit. I was... Wow. Yeah, yeah. Needless to say, I was that nigga once upon a time, but... Now I'm doing a podcast. Long, no, that's another story for another time. What happened with but college anyway. ball? Yeah, see, now I have to. I gotta know the story of him and Nick Wonder. You guys, okay? Y'all want to know the story? Cause I, I, I feel like people really want to know because I haven't been keeping it quiet. All right, so that's how we're gonna end up the podcast. The story of him and Nick. Uh, yeah. Since I guess I guess people are interested now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. Played football all my life as a kid. Grew up. My dad played at Georgia. Won a ring in 1980 at Georgia. Whoa. Um, so, football was always, you know, in my blood and everything. So, I always wanted to play because my dad did. So, oh, shit. That was a mean-ass notification. I knocked my phone down. I know that much. <laughs> um, 
But, yeah, played football all my life. Wanted to play because my dad did. And then it's pretty good, you know, peewee years. I was being recruited by high schools. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that, that happened. That was a thing. Um, yeah, I've seen that shit. Just, was orig- yeah, was originally because I played my eighth grade year for Parkview, which was a rec team that also that filtered into Parkview High School. Which, and if you know anything about Parkview High School, and you know, if you're from the state of Georgia, you know about fucking Parkview, um, especially like in the early 2000s, they won three state championships in a row, they were 45 and 0 in that span. Um, they were they finished off number two in the nation back then, and then ended up becoming a you know they never won a state championship since '02, but they were always deep playoff team every year after that. So I was like, okay, I go there. But the high schools that were right next to me, which were Meadow Creek and Burkmar, arguably like Meadow Creek had the longest losing streak in Georgia high school football history. Jesus fuck. They were in my backyard. And the team that was also near me, which I was about to go, which I did go to was Burkmar. They were on the course of having, they were on, on course of passing Meadow Creek for a longest losing streak. And you went to that shit? I didn't have a fucking choice. I wanted to get <laughs> out. Like I was I was telling my dad, like, oh, like like the eighth grade summer going into freshman year. Like, okay, I want to go to Parkview. I want to, you know, stay with my friends. And now I went to middle school with, you know, I was in the Burkmar district going to middle school, like Meadow Creek and Burkmar district going to middle school. But when I played football, like in eighth grade, like in middle school, I played with Parkview kids and I got along with them, wanted to go there. So then, high, you know, ninth grade comes and then, my dad's like, okay, you're going to Burkmar. Uh and I, and you know, at first, you know, I, I, I was thinking I didn't say it, but I was like, fuck, why the fuck are you sending me there? Okay. <laughs> you do realize I'm there to play football and not basketball, because Burkmar's a basketball powerhouse. And then he goes on this like tangent of like it's a better school than Meadow Creek, which was true. Like at the time it was true. Not anymore. Um, yeah, I heard somebody on the football team killed somebody. Uh, yeah, yeah, that we'll keep that story, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that was that was, yeah, but so I played at Burkmar, uh, got there my freshman year, I made varsity my freshman year. Uh, I was a receiver then. I only played receiver. And we went 0-10 my freshman year. You know, wasn't much I could do. I wasn't starting on varsity, but I was on varsity. And I was like, okay. I didn't care about winning, like, th- like that year. I was like, hell, I'm a freshman on varsity. I'm Look, I did what I wanted to do. I didn't give a fuck about winning. I was like, look, I'm Friday Night Lights. I'm playing this shit. And then, like, sophomore year came, and I played three games only because I was out with, like, all types of different injuries. And then my junior year came, and I cussed out, cussed out our offensive coordinator and ended up playing defense. I was going to do both, and I ended up as a safety playing defense instead. 
Because, like I said, yeah, cussed out office coordinator. Then <laughs> we break the losing streak on my junior year. It was a 47-game losing streak. Holy shit. Like, that's how you know it was bad. The fact that we were making, like, national news about that shit. We had a coaching change, broke the streak, and we were we went 3-7 and seven that year. Oh. But, but that was... Like my that was like my breakout year. Like I was uh in the newspaper. I had like ninety something tackles. I was didn't make all region. And if you make like all region or all county in Gwinnett, you didn't did some shit for real. And I was pissed about that because I didn't like I didn't make first team, second team, honorable man, I didn't make none of that shit. <laughs> so I was mad. Then my senior year comes and I'm like, I'm really convinced my dad, I'm like, hey. I really want to transfer. I, you know, this is my year to get college offers and stuff. Offers weren't coming, even though I was, you know, I was doing pretty, pretty good. Um, so I was like, okay. My dad's obviously not budging. You know, of course, my mom doesn't care as long as my grades are good. So, so stuck here, and I'm like, okay, well, if I have a, just have a good year. I should be fine. Getting to like this, I got we had a new offensive coordinator, and I got into an argument with him. Got into arguments with my head coach. I was on a rampage like almost every day because I felt I always felt like I was cheated over there because I ran track my during the spring, which is what they made us do. I ran track during the spring, and then I come back to football, and they put somebody else in my position, you know, and they didn't give me a chance to fight back for my position. And they made me play like middle linebacker. What the fuck? I'm five, nine. I'm one, like six. I was like one sixty five at the time. So I'm like, okay. Cause I was the hardest hitter on the team. I was that guy, but I was like, okay, but still this is my, you know, safe, strong safety. That's my position. We called it Rover. Um, that was my position. That's where I'm getting, re- you know, I'm going to end up getting recruited to play. Why are y'all moving me out of my position that y'all didn't even let me get a chance to fight for to have back? And they were like, well, this is to best help the team and all that shit. So I was like, all right, fuck y'all. So I was like legit about to quit football as a whole. And there was some other stuff behind the scenes that was going on. I'm not going to get into it, but. He was dealing drugs, bro. I mean, yeah, that happened, but that. that, that oh, happened. see, I was just saying some bullshit. That, that, happened, that happens on like every high school team, so. <laughs> the high school team was the, was the 08 fucking Gators. <laughs> all right, all right, look. And I got some stories to tell about that one, too, but. Yeah, so we just had some bullshit. Just it was a lot of bullshit. Um, we had the best season we had in fifteen years. We ended up going five and five. Um, I was scoring touchdowns on defense, which was putting definitely putting my name in the paper a lot more. I was already being like kind of recognized like preseason. That's when I was doing all the TV interviews and all that shit. Right. Um, because you know Gwinnett's considered the SEC of high school football. 
in the state of Georgia. So when we had media days and all that, you know, we had to, we were always doing interviews and I was just the guy giving, you know, doing that. And playing for Vanderbilt. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, I'd say, I'd say we were more of a, more Arkansas. of a, yeah, more of an Arkansas, yeah. But I don't know, 47 games, you sound pretty Vanderbilt to me. Yeah, that's some Vanderbilt shit right there. Yeah, we're Vandy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I was in the newspaper and shit. Uh, hell, we were on a radio show because we started off 3 0 that year. So, ra- radio, uh, TV, all that shit. And because I was scoring like defensive touchdowns, creating turnovers, I like my junior year, it was just straight tackles. Like, that's all I was doing tackles, hard hits. I didn't have any interceptions. Didn't have, I had some forced fumbles and some fumble recoveries, but you know, only so much that's going to do, especially considering how bad of a team we were. We weren't going to get that much coverage about that anyway. Now we're starting off 3 0. Um, average, like, even though my tackles per game average went down, like my junior year, I was averaging like, I was averaging 13 tackles a game junior year. And then senior year, I was averaging like seven or eight. I was, I was just balling everywhere else. I had a punt return for a touchdown. I had two picks in one game. I had another pick, forced one by a scoop and score. I was, I Google my film. <laughs> That's all I can say about that one. Just Google my film. I so I really thought like, okay, I did enough to definitely get some colleges on my radar, and I had looks from. Everybody from like Power Five to NAIA. Like I really, I really had the like full nine, and the biggest thing was like because of my size, you know. I had NAIA size, but I had like I had D one talent. Yeah. So I could have ended up anywhere in between there. So time. And, you know, I'm sending, of course, I'm sending my film off myself to a lot of these coaches so, you know, I can get noticed, you know, because I just needed somebody to pull the trigger on me. I had been on a couple visits and stuff. I, I just needed somebody to really pull the trigger and just shoot me an offer. And, you know, wasn't really getting anything. And then the pandemic hit. Damn. Then there was no more visits. Cause that was a big thing. I was like on the in between range of getting some offers, like D one, uh, D two. Uh, really, you know, I went on, I went on one D three visit, but it was really going to be the D one D two range. If I'm telling the truth, I probably ended up D two or FCS. I would have um, ended up at, at that level, but pandemic hit. I couldn't take any visits. I couldn't go anywhere so coaches didn't really get to know me and then they just saw all they could see is 5'9", 165 and I, oh yeah and I made first team all region too so yeah I did I did all that I, I made first team all region I was all county um, the only reason I got fucking uh, sold on all state because we weren't, we weren't a playoff team we didn't make the playoffs because of a coin flip fun fact so, 
I was I was pretty shortchanged on all of that. And yeah, just kind of fell into like, you know, I did all this I did all this shit and it still didn't work. So then went to Kennesaw, uh Kennesaw State University, uh got accepted there. I was like, okay, I can I'll just go there try to walk on and you know then it occurred to me like okay oh i missed the part so during it was during the pandemic and i was talking like my coach like just hit me up randomly my high school coach hit me up randomly and he was like oh you know what's up how you doing i was like man nothing much obviously <laughs> so <laughs> so i hit him up and he's like um you know what colleges are you interested in and stuff and I'm like, I gave y'all a list of colleges I was interested in. Because, you know, high school coaches, they're supposed to help you get recruited. He wasn't doing any of that shit. He wasn't helping me get recruited in the slightest. Now, there was this one school, Valdosta State. I've heard about that. D2, a D2 powerhouse in the state of Georgia. All right. My coach is from fucking Valdosta, Georgia. Oh, that shit's in Georgia? Yeah. No. My coach is from Valdosta. Yeah, you know that Netflix series with um that high school was like I forgot what the fuck it was called, but it was a Netflix show. It was a high school team. They wore like black and gold. Yeah, that's Valdosta High School. They were the like a reality high school show. Yeah, they're the winningest high school program in the state of in the nation, actually. They're the winningest high school uh football program in the United States. And they're only second to the University of Michigan <laughs> as far as like, whoa, yeah, these motherfuckers are crazy. Are but they yeah, still good or not? Yeah, they're still good. They're not, you know, they haven't won, they won a state championship like a few years ago, but they're not, they haven't been back in like a few years, but they're always like a play, deep playoff team. So my coach played there, the head coach at Valdosta State was my coach's high school teammate. So my coach was like, all right, send me your film. Um, I know this guy about Austin State. I can help, you know, get you in. So I'm like, okay, send him my film. Uh, so he gives me the coach's number. So I hit up the coach and I'm like, you know, tell him, you know, tell him the information because he, my coach was like, okay, he already, he should know that you're, your film is coming. So I let him know my, you know, my film is coming and stuff. No response. And when I say no response, I mean, to this day, no response. I, I hit him up a few days later, still no response. And I'm like, okay, how could you not get me recruited to a D2, and not only a D2, but a D2 that the coach is the guy you played with in high school and you couldn't get that done. And yeah, that's but, bogus as fuck. But he, you know, he can <laughs> he he conveniently helped other people out though. He would help out his favorites. And even though I, I kept his ass in a job, because you know I think because he's not the coach over there anymore. I'm not sure what happened there. Uh, I think they were getting ready to actually fire his ass because after our class left, they they went downhill. 
Like, went right back to the usual. I mean, you acting like y'all were never. We were no, we were never like we were never like you know a state championship team. Never that, never that good. But they were going right back to where they were before. So they went right back to like you know losing streak and all that. So you know, I was always like fuck it. Then I um tried to walked on, tried to walk on at Kennesaw, tried to walk on twice over there. First time I was both times were as a DB. I was first one. I was bad. There was like. 20, it was still 2020. Couldn't go to any gyms, couldn't go to any fields. Everything was closed. All I could do was like kind of do like a little bit of shit in the backyard. Yeah. And of course, that can only get you so far. Just didn't look good. I honestly could say that. I didn't look good, didn't make it. Try out again a year later as a DB. I ran the second fastest 40. Probably was the best DB there. Didn't fuck up. And they picked the tallest guy there. So. Because he was tall. Because <laughs> he, he wasn't he wasn't good. He's still playing there though? I don't know. I never got his name, but they well, they they, they said it, but I don't too pissed off to, to care. Yeah, like I wasn't finna like commit that shit to memory. <laughs> so yeah, that was that. And then like a year later I was getting ready to walk on as a running back instead. Cause I was like, okay, my height works here. Then I had like a little had a credit issue that was on my account but in order to get that resolved it would have taken it would have been resolved before the tryout and by the time it would have got a fix it would have been afterwards so and because I wanted to play football so bad I ended up transferring to Reinhardt which is a NAI university here in Georgia transferred over there walked on over there played a year and I'm here now you still play? No, not right now. What? Like this, like the season, like just, like just finished. We just did it. Um, like we finished the season in November, and made the podcast in like first week of December. Yeah. Okay, so like, so like you, the upcoming season, you're finna be on the field. Is what you're saying? The upcoming season? No. Oh, why? Why not? Um, school's like expensive as fuck, man. Yeah. It's a very small private school. It is crazy expensive. And because I, even though I, I ended up getting on scholarship, still, man, that scholarship, <laughs> because in the NEI, there are no full ride scholarships over there. It's all, all partial. And yeah. even with the scholarship I got, it was outrageously expensive. So, yeah. Ain't, ain't doing that uh, as far as me playing football like in the future or trying out again coming up I don't know I think you should I think you should just finish out your dream bro fuck it like I kind of like the yeah, thing with that I just kind of need a few things to you know go my way outside of football first before I do that but yeah I just kind of Kind of waiting on that, but yeah, that's that's my my football story right there. Um, my shit's not that impressive. I don't <laughs> like you. Like you were actually like you had it like that. I didn't. Yeah, but right. I stopped playing because they tried to switch me to play DN, and they had me fucked up because I was playing. <laughs> I feel you. Like 
my like our stores were almost the same if i if i had quit so yeah i was i was damn near like about to I quit hard too. Like I just didn't show up. They asked me. They called me one day. It was like, "Hey, um, what number do you want?" I said, "I'm not. I'm not playing." And I and from that point on, I never played that year. They almost went to a national championship. <laughs> so, well, a, state, a state championship, not national state championship. Damn. And so I was like, "Wow, I could have been a part of that." Yeah. No, but I got fucked up because I tore my tricep, and so I was just never able to play again. Like, well, never able to like you know because. At the time before I like fucked up my shit, I was actually like really getting in that groove and really like about to go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and so that just didn't happen. And then COVID hit and that's when I quit. Yeah. COVID fucked up a lot of a lot of shit. <laughs> just 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 fucking up stuff. I mean, but, they didn't give a fuck. We still have football practice while COVID was happening, so Yeah. But it was like in my case, it was like COVID fucked it up, and then I was on a coming from a bad program too. Yeah, that, that was just a bad nucleus all in one. I told my dad to this day, like, hey, if I went to Parkview, I'd be in Athens right now. Yeah, and then he'd be like, shut the hell with up, two, son. With, with two two rings <laughs> on the finger. Yeah, shut the hell up, son. Athens, Tuscaloosa, something. I'd, <laughs> I would have been. I've been somewhere. Maybe not now, Athens. Maybe but, not Athens or Tuscaloosa, but you know. I'm saying, but do you, do you think that you going to like such a shit school, um, like affected like your like you wanted to go harder? If that makes sense, like maybe you wouldn't be the same player if you would went to those high end school. My dad tells me that. Like I, I like I've definitely thought about it. Um, if I had went to, I feel like it it really wouldn't change my mentality. Damn, my voice cracked. Fat as fuck too. That was oh my god. <laughs> um, man, I'm fucking 21 and this shit's still going on. <laughs> but yeah, um, I feel like the way my mentality toward football was back then, I think it really wouldn't have mattered if, you know, I was at the other school or not. I feel like I would have, um, I would have enjoyed it more because hey, we were winning, and it's, you know, it kind of feels like hard work's paying off. Um, but then again, I also know myself because I was, you know, when it came to football, I was a cocky motherfucker. So I kind of felt like, I, you know, because we were winning, I, there would have been at some point, some point I probably might have let my foot off the pedal a little bit, but I would have got my, you know, after taking that one hit or after that one fuck up, I would have got myself right back, um, right back t- into shape again. But, being out of bad, being out of bad school, it was. Um, at first, it was break the losing streak. Then it was go to the playoffs, which you know, yeah, I wanted to do. But you know, we started off three and zero, and then lost five in a row. So damn, you know, and we lost to Metal Creek because Metal Creek ended up getting better. <laughs> so I actually knew some people that went to uh, Metal Creek. But they went like 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Metal Creek started getting um, they started getting better, and that that was always a common thing with us. As soon as we lost to Metal Creek, we didn't give a fuck about the season no more because that was like always the middle point of the year, middle toward the end point of the year. So like, the playoff spot was always determined between 
us, yeah. Meadow Creek, and Central Gwinnett. It was always those th- us three because you know Lake Lakeside, you know they they were in our division, but you know we knew we would beat them, so it didn't really matter. Hey, why don't you try for the? Um, they have like a um, they have kind of like a football thing in Georgia. I know. I'm sure you know about it. Somebody like that Jordan Knights shit or the Prep Academy. No, nah, I don't know. It'd just be a bunch of like old guys and they'd be playing football and shit. Tell some semi pro shit. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, hell no. Nah. Hell no. Nah. I, I, I done been to a few semi pro games. I'm like, damn, I ain't, you know, I fuck around and moss somebody and get shot after the game for doing it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like no. Nah. Like I like I know myself in the way I play, so I'm like, yeah, I ain't finna, finna risk no somebody's and places they play too. It's like you know I ain't finna, it ain't like they play in the nice parts of neighborhoods. No, they always playing like like say we have a game, we gotta go to like fucking Detroit. <laughs> we're not, you know, we're playing in you know fucking eight mile. Like we're playing, you know, we're playing. We were playing at a place where, like, you park your car, you're not seeing it again. That's tough as fuck. So I was like, yep, nope. Um, I'm straight there. And then, yeah, you always end up playing in the hood somewhere. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's my – that's a bit of my story right there. I didn't – don't think I missed anything, but I also didn't go too far into detail. So – Dude, this nigga's a war criminal. I know it. So you, you like, you did some shit that because you being real, real deal specific about this. You're a war criminal, bro. <laughs> you've done something that you, you. I don't know what it is, but you've killed somebody. I haven't like killed anybody. I mean, I've, I've got my share of knockouts here and there. I've. Oh, so you was just like, you was a menace. You was fighting niggas. Be honest. At times, yeah. Yeah. Um, might have come close to blows with a few of my coaches. Uh, but whoa, huh? Yeah, I've, it's been uh, a couple okay. So we're no. not gonna we're not gonna blame the coach <laughs> for you not getting recruited. No, no, no. It wasn't like, you say no. and put your hands on the offensive coordinator. No, I, no, I didn't. No, no, no. no. I, I just cussed out the offensive coordinator. He ended, oh. up fi- he ended up getting fired for something completely different. I mean, it was football related, but he ended up getting fired for something completely different. But the following year, I can't. I came real close, and that was because like my coach like called me outside my name and shit. So I like while I was already in a heated situation, he called me outside my name, and yeah, if you know if you know me, like yeah, piss me off, and then you try to add on to it. Yeah, I'm not gonna think before I act. <laughs> so came close. Didn't 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 um like land anything but yeah we've had to be separated as far as players go yeah i've I've, I've fought a few players on our team fought a few players on opposite teams i did start i did start a brawl i'm not gonna lie it is seven everybody's been in the football bro no i'm talking about like seven on seven like we were playing a different school and i started a brawl yeah i should start doing a story time series like you know set up a twitch and start like a football story time shit why you playing like NCAA in the background some shit? Hell yeah. <laughs> but um I gotta get a green screen first. But yeah, I breaking news. The most obvious breaking news that anyone could ever figure out 
the Raiders have released Derek Carr. Oh, they made it official now. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, see you, bro. I mean, see you in New Orleans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he might. Yeah, I can see him going over there. I think he is it going up over there. Yeah, because you know they they say they've been having meetings and eating dinner with them and shit. Oh yeah, he's definitely going to New Orleans. Um, yeah, I, I started a brawl at a seven on seven on accident. On oh, yeah. accident, yeah, but let's see how do I make this long story short. So yeah, we um having a seven on seven. We're at this like we're playing a school that we normally play in seven on seven. Uh. Rich white school. We always end up playing. You know, we, it was a normal day. It was actually the last 707 of my high school career, actually. Um, so I'm playing like safety, right? So backpedaling, quarter, quarterback telegraphs his throw, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, he's, like, staring his target down. So, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and start breaking on the bar early. So, like an idiot, he throws it. And, you know, I'm breaking on the ball and the receiver's coming, too. But, of course, you know, I'm focused on the ball. I'm not even, I don't, you know, because it's 7-on-7. Seven seven, it's not contact. So, I'm not even, like, looking at the receiver, but then I see him. So, I, like, stick, I like stick my hands out. And turn my body and big collision. And, you know, because of my uh, past as a football player and because of, like, the reputation I have, people thought I did that shit on purpose. When in all actuality, <laughs> this, this was a legit accident. I really did not mean to hit him. I was actually going for the ball and we just collided. So their coach go starts going crazy. He's like, you knew oh. you meant this shit. Huh? You knew you meant this shit. I actually didn't. I actually didn't. Like I was getting up to like, you know, I checked on checked on dude to make sure he was okay. You know, he got up just fine. So that, that was another thing. Like, you know, if I hit somebody and we're not wearing full pads and I hit them on purpose, they're not getting up. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not happening. And I'm damn sure not gonna check on you either. <laughs> so their coach is like, no, nah, you did that shit on purpose. No, we're going to come after your ass next. And as soon as I heard that, you know, instead of being like trying to say, convince him it was an accident, my mind shifted to, all right, bring it on, bitch. You know, hey, let's fucking go. You said that? Yeah, I said that. Yeah, to his face. And I was like, do it, bitch. See what happens. I said, said just like that. So, of course. So you the, were a war criminal. No, yeah, I'd say I'm a war criminal. I was a menace. I, I got my helmet like in the corner over here. It's got, it actually has blood on the front of it. Yeah. Um, the fuck? Yeah, I was, yeah, I was. Okay. We're going to have to have a story time with him. <laughs> like, I need to know. You know, I would, no. Headhunter Nick was not a regular. You know how you can't give yourself a nickname? Yeah, yeah. I, I earned that one. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. It made sense. The nickname made sense. But so later, our offense takes the field and regular 707, and they go ahead and they absolutely clobber one of our receivers. Now, this guy is known for fighting. He has a short temper, and fish just start flying, right? 
And, you know, of course, it starts off one-on-one, and then, you know, we see we see one of their guys jump in and try to jump. They try to jump him. So, of course, we run in, we're like, oh, hell no. Which, you know, if you think about it, we're an all-black team who, you know, yeah, we we had it rough. Let's say that <laughs> they these these kids just came from like three story mansions. <laughs> they try to fight us. So needless to say, how that went, you know, we yeah. we, we beat the shit out of them. But that was fight number one. Was Taylor? That's the afternoon. Uh, I think that was after he left. Nah. Um. Yeah, we had four. We had four separate brawls that day with that team. And of course, a lead, the common denominator all ended up being pointed back at me because now the part I did do wrong, I probably shouldn't have said, all right, let's do it, bitch. I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Even though what I did was an accident, you know, I did kind of incite a riot, you know. And I did, I did, I did catch one, I, I did get one napping, so. Oh, you you caught the nap, or you gave out the nap? I, I gave one. I gave. Oh, one. I was gonna say no. No, no, no. <laughs> I got nah, dude. No, nah, I, I I didn't know I could hit a dude this hard. Like I I swung on a dude, and his tooth ended up like in my fist. Jesus Christ! Yeah, now was... I've knocked out a kid before, but Jesus. Yeah, it, yeah, mouth bleeding, everything. Yeah, his tooth was like literally stuck in my fist, and yeah, that was a weird. Situation there, but yeah, that, that that was probably the most fun seven all seven I've ever had. It probably was. Can't lie. That's but, insane. But yeah, if we want to do a, a story time, uh, a high, like a football story time. I can definitely do that. Uh, I gotta get some stuff set up because I gotta do that in front of the camera. So need to get a green screen and I can press record on that shit. <laughs> But yeah, that was that. Um, good episode. Good episode. Good episode. <laughs> good episode. It's Valentine's Day. My girl is blowing up my phone as we're recording. So yeah, I am. But look, I'm already in trouble. Uh, deep shit. You don't understand. Like you're in but, deep shit. <laughs> but with the, with the with the gift I have for her and what I have planned, I think she'll be fine. So. Thank you, Wick, as usual, for coming on. Of course. Um, great football season. Uh, we're going to start shifting into basketball more, obviously, because the season's here. Um, I got to start watching, man. Yeah, I gotta get, I'm trying to get myself like back into it. Um, I might go ahead and uh, got some more plans coming up. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and share some of the ideas we got coming up. USFL. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. You. We should do that. You know what we should do? We should go to Birmingham since that's like the closest one. Go to Birmingham and watch a game, like watch a USFL game. Fucking that's only three hours. Shit. Yeah, that's only three hours for me. Three hours for me too. So vlog the game and, you know, talk about what the fuck happened. You know, get a, get a group a group of us and head on up, head on to Birmingham, see what a USFL game is like. Probably, yeah. probably the same way a fucking AFL game was when I went and did. So, <laughs> yeah. But who knows? You know, they, you know, somebody, it's, it is Alabama, so people might, people might go just for the hell of it. And the tickets are cheap, too. Oh, yeah. Probably get in free by the third quarter. Yeah. But, yeah, got some more ideas coming up, like, you know, story time shit. Um, 
gonna try to shoot the video. Got a getting ready to start. Might start a, a Patreon. Um, gets for like exclusive content, getting like uh betting advice, uh, especially for prize picks. You could give like actual like show actual bets and betting advice that we can give. Uh, we're gonna start doing that. Uh, of course, you know, got my thing with the up and coming artists. Um, go ahead and hit the DM and get that uh, straightened out. We want to get music in the intro or outro. You know what to do. Hit the DM at the Dirty South Podcast. We'll get you on. Um, yeah, what else? Uh, was that it? I'm trying to remember if I got anything else. Uh, oh, yeah. I was also thinking um, I might start a another podcast like on the side for doing like because I know there's a lot of UGA fans out there so I might start a, a UGA only podcast because that's oh, just the one. Let's or, go say or, or just like a SEC podcast as a whole um, just pretty much talking about SEC football news and all that just so because I know football is like the biggest selling point of the show that's how I get the most viewers um, yeah getting the most viewers, getting the most followers and stuff from doing football stuff. So I was like, okay, maybe if I start a separate podcast doing just football stuff, giving my opinions, my views and all that, especially during the off season. And once the season starts, just come back right back to this one. Thinking about doing that too. And yeah, we can got some more ideas, got some more stuff coming our way. Um, Hey, Oh, check it out YouTube as well. We're almost at 10,000 total views on only five videos. So, mm. hey, check us out on YouTube at the, at the Dirty South Podcast. Starting off strong. Uh, drop a sub. Uh, gonna, once we hit 100 subscribers, we're going to do a giveaway. Um, once we hit, like, I say 50 or 75, I'll let you know what the giveaway is going to be from when we hit 100. But make sure y'all subscribe to the YouTube on the Dirty South Podcast. And also subscribe to the TikTok at Nerdy South Podcast as well. Um, you'll mainly see my face because we're trying to get a video thing situated where we can get both of us involved. But for right now, man, they don't shut the fuck up. Um, wow. it, it may, maybe um, right now it's just my face and pretty much everything I'm saying. Uh, yes, I've got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Started started a good little debate on there, and you know, hey, we're racking up the views, racking up some likes on there, and yeah, I think think that's it. But definitely hit the YouTube because they that that's that's blowing up for some reason. <laughs> so go ahead, go ahead, and check that out. Um, once again, thank you, Whit, for coming on to the show. For sure, uh, his song is gonna be in the intro and the outro. Actually, I'm glad you said that because I'm gonna send you. Some newer stuff to put on there. Some newer unreleased from my upcoming album. Bet he's got some unreleased music, so y'all are hearing it first before it's even released out to the public. Once you click on the show, um, yeah. How about them Chiefs though? How about nah. the fucking Chiefs? <laughs> How about them Chiefs. But yeah, y'all stay up. Um, we're also probably gonna be once I once me and Wick get our schedules like talked about um we'll talk my goal to doing like multiple episodes a week because just just how the nba season rolls yeah might do about uh two or three episodes a week and definitely rack up the views and shit from there and just saying crazy shit but be safe out there 
appreciate y'all for listening to us throughout the season. I know we started kind of late during the season, but hey, the amount of listeners we've gotten so far, so fast, uh, can't thank y'all enough for it. Um, about to hit 100 followers on Instagram, and we just started this like a month ago. So, I see great things for the podcast. Great, things. hey, we're going up with it, but. Thank y'all for checking us out. Damn, bro. I hope you fall off that bike. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Thank y'all. Peace out. Stay safe. Peace. What's up? It's Nick from the Dirty South Podcast. Just want to say thank y'all for listening. Hey, please spread the word, man. Hey, give us a shout out on IG at the Dirty South Podcast. Hey, we just a small podcast trying to make it big, man. Hey, appreciate y'all support. Much love to y'all. Y'all stay up.